Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. I guess I gotta chuck another one up to, uh, I did not see this coming. I did not see this coming, Ironhead. I've been ask, people have been asking me, I have to say, for uh, 10 years, 12 years, what do you think Brady's gonna do when he retires? And my answer has been for years that he's too big to coach. He's too big, too famous, too rich to do TV. I said, you know, he'll be a guru. That's what he's going to do. He's going to be a professional guru. He aspires to be Tony Robbins. He's going to uh, hold real high end lectures, flying around, speaking to really important people about life, you know, because he thinks he has all the answers. And by, by the evidence in front of us, he does, he's got most of the answers. Uh, He would be talking about nutrition and lifestyle and sleep and stretching and pliability. I thought that's what he would do. He would real, he'd, he'd wear like all white. He'd wear like a white casual shirt and white pants and he would come out with that glow, that sparkle in his eyes that he sometimes has. He looks almost like a cult leader at times. And that's <laughs> that I thought is what he was going to be. Let's be honest. He was going to be a cult leader. All right. He wasn't going to be, you know, David Koresh or Jim Jones or, uh, you know, someone uh, with, with nefarious intent. But he was going to be a cult leader in the health and wellness industry. And he still might do that part time. But just breaking this morning, Brady, here's a, uh, here is the breaking news. Let me get it up in front of me. Uh, let me for the New York Post. Uh, Tom Brady's life after football just got a little clearer. Fox CEO Lachlan Murdoch announced on Tuesday, that's today, that Brady will be a Fox Sports lead NFL analyst when he retires. Brady will work alongside Kevin Burkhardt when his NFL career ends, Brady unretired this offseason uh, to return to the Tampa Bay Bucks. I'm going to guess the deal is not in writing, but the the wink, wink, nod, nod, handshake deal is one more year in the NFL. He turns 45 in August. He's going to give it one more run and probably, you know, win the Super Bowl and never get hurt and look great and uh, then begin his TV career. Um, just reading the third paragraph there makes me, uh, makes me wonder, you know, how do they convince Brady to do this? Brady will work with Kevin Burkhardt. Now, if you had told me that 
you know, a year ago, five years ago, or, you know, two days ago, I would have said that's beneath him. Brady, uh, I mean, I guess he'll be getting the big games, the best games. I, I think he'll be good at it, but he won't be great at it, you know, because he doesn't, he doesn't have that, um, that side of him that Romo has, that kind of unpredictable, kind of weird, wacky, funny side. He will be good at analyzing football. Uh, yeah. He will be good at uh, telling you what you're going to see, which is the most important thing an analyst does. Says, here's what they're going to do. Here's what, the, here's what play is coming. Here's what uh, formation is coming. He'll be good at that, but I'm not sure he has that, that edge to him, that hard edge. He won't. He probably won't criticize a lot of other, a lot of players or refs. It's just not his style, but he is smart and he is really, you know, he'll be really well prepared. He'll be like Troy Eggman. Eggman's good. In my opinion, not great. Eggman is uh, a smart NFL analyst, but he doesn't have that, that weird kind of strange, you know, eccentric side that, uh, that Tony Romo has, or even, or even John Madden. I wasn't the biggest John Madden fan, but people thought he was funny and folksy and, you know, make noises and bing, bang, bomb. And they like that. Brady won't have that side to him, but he'll be good and he'll work hard at it, of course. And he'll try to, he won't be one of these players who thinks he just has to show up and uh, just say, you know, I'm Tom Brady. I'm here. You know, everyone's going to watch and everyone's going to love me. He, he won't be like that. He won't be Lawrence Taylor. He'll be, he'll be good. He'll be good. And he better be. Cause what do you think? Fox is paying him 20 million bucks a year. Minimum. <laughs> At least he'll probably make more doing TV than he ever made on the field uh, or, or close. Uh, but I am stunned by this. I never, I, I thought he, he might do TV part-time where occasionally he'd appear in the studio or he'd appear on a, a, you know, whatever, a pregame show, postgame show. He'd be at the Super Bowl. He'd be one of those, he'd be part of the six-hour pregame show for the Super Bowl. But I didn't think he would devote himself to this, particularly right after playing. I thought he might give it a year, do his health and well-being, do his guru thing, pretend he was spending time with the kids. Uh, but Here's what I, I think I've underestimated about Tom Brady over the years is his just his love for being, you know, famous and being around other famous people. Um, you know, usually I find that, you know, repulsive. These people who all they want to do is be around famous people. They want to be at the big events and try to get close to famous people. They're the kind of people that when you're talking to them at a party or in a, in a, in a restaurant or in a crowd, they're looking over your shoulder for somebody famous to come in so they can connect with somebody famous. We all know people like that. I'm not talking about, you know, people who are just at the Kentucky Derby or the F1, whatever that race was in Miami the other day, mm -hmm. Brady, I should have known Brady was at that race, F1 race, hanging with Beckham and Michael Jordan and Lewis Hamilton and, he likes to schmooze with the stars. As we've seen him before, he goes to the Met Gala. He used to go to the Met Gala. He used to go to the Kentucky Derby. The only reason you go to the Met Gala and the Kentucky Derby is because you like to rub shoulders with the stars, with the, with the beautiful people, with, with the glittery people. You, you like to dress up and kind of play like, uh, and, 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 and hang with, with the betters, hang with the, 
with the uh, chosen few who get to go to these events. Brady likes that. He likes fashion. He likes fame. And I, I thought he'd be more, I thought he'd be like, uh, he'd do something to place him, I don't know, a step above Peyton Manning, who does TV with his brother, or or Troy Aikman, or or, or whatever, or uh, or uh, Tony Romo. Just he he seemed above that. And now, when you hear this, when you see this, doesn't it sound like he's going to do a game every week? You know, one game every week, the big game, the, fe- the featured game, and Brady will be there, and he'll be pouring over his notes, and he'll be meeting with the coaches and the quarterbacks and he'll be talking to players on the sideline. He'll be going to practice. That just seemed like something somehow beneath the greatest player ever who had, who has, you know, all the money in the world already doesn't need the money. I just, I just thought he was above it. I thought he would be more of a a transcendent kind of, I'm trying to think of anybody who would be like that. Any player who was just above you know, getting in the booth and, 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 and analyzing just, you know, that, that, that Thursday, well, this wouldn't be a Thursday, that Sunday one o'clock game between the Cowboys and the Redskins or the, what are the Redskins now? The guardians, no, the uh, commanders, whatever the Redskins. I wish they kept it's, football team. Football team was great. <laughs> I think you need a plural though. So you could somehow you just need a plural. Uh, I wish they kept Redskins just because it was so it was so wonderfully defined. It just I love watching media people who refuse to use the word like Peter King. I won't use the word Redskin. Of course, you used it for fifty years right. without batting an eye. But then one day somebody told you while you were uh, you know reading the New York Times, they said, "Oh, it's so offensive." Even though every poll shows that uh, Native Americans were not offended by it, but it became a thing. So uh, you couldn't use it. But I just wonder if Brady will feel like it's beneath him. Maybe not. Maybe he'll work at it. Maybe he'll be great at it. He's great at everything else. I'll be I'll be watching. I'll be listening. I'll tell you what it does, though. And I've said this about his comeback this year when he retired and then unretired. Is he gives his his detractors, his haters, and there are many. There are literally a hundred million people who would love to see him fail, who would love to see him fall on his face. That's the way it works. Everybody, you know, all Jets fans and Dolphins fans and Raider fans and you name it. They wish that they could live long enough to see Brady fail at something. And when he unretired after 41 days, went back to the Bucks, you gave new life to the people who want to see you finally grow old, that want to see you break down that they want to see you like every other quarterback who gets to be a certain age, like Peyton Manning, like Joe Montana. They want to see you kind of limp off the field. They, they, they say, finally, he's human. Finally, uh, he's going to stop torturing us. That he might, it might happen this year. Hell, if this were anyone else and they were playing at 45, you'd say they're going to suck. They're going to get hurt. They're going to get old. It's going to be a disaster, but it's him. So everyone assumes He'll win, you know, 14 games, go to the playoffs and make a run at the Super Bowl. But there'll be a lot of people ready and hoping that he sucks at this Fox job. You know, that he is, you know, some stars, many stars have been terrible at it. Joe Montana was terrible at it. Again, Lawrence Taylor, two of the great, two of the, you know, five best players ever. Terrible at that job that 
And, and it's almost like why the great ones are often bad coaches is because they can't relate to just mortals. You know, they're so good. They see things differently and, and they don't know, they don't know what it's like to struggle. They don't know what it's like to be human. So maybe he will go up in the booth with Kevin Burkhart and he won't be good at it. And, and by the way, if he's just average, there are a lot of people are going to say he sucks. You suck, Brady. You suck. So I, I think he's taken a chance. He's put his reputation on the line. And if he's not good, if he's not great at it, there'll be a lot of people who will revel in that and just say, finally, something for which we can mock Tom Brady. And they will mock the hell out of him. So good luck to uh, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. He must have he done was, like a, a table read or something just to – for himself to make sure he could do it. I, I, I'm telling you, I doubt it. I doubt it. He holds all the cards. Fox must have been thrilled to get him. I, you think they made him do a little pilot? That's what they usually do. Well, they think, usually do. I think he probably chose to do it because he's not one to go do something he stinks at. Well, right. He'll, 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 I think he'll work his ass off at it. And you know what? He won't, you know, all that time he was going to spend with the kids might, <laughs> <laughs> might be busy, kiddies. I'm not sure he's going to be coaching Little League and uh, Pop Warner. I think he might be, you know, busy preparing and, you know, picking out his his shirt and his shirt, his tie, his makeup, his hair. He's going to be dedicated to this. And even if he's not, how many analysts, how many TV, how many broadcasters actually bring people into the tent, actually add to the audience? Make, I mean, I've always said you don't, you don't turn on a game, good game. Say it's a good game. It's whatever. It's, a, you know, Patriots versus the Cowboys. And you're turning in and you're disappointed the announcer's not great. You don't, you don't turn it off. I mean, maybe they add a little something. Maybe Tony Romo brings in a few viewers. But for the most part, People watch for the game, for the teams. They tolerate the bad announcers. They appreciate the good ones. But it's not like you're, you know, uh, you know, it's not like he's James Gandolfini who makes people, who made people watch The Sopranos because he was so good at it. Brady's great at playing football. I don't know how he's going to be at analyzing football, but it's not going to make a huge difference. It's just gonna, It's just status. It's just adding, you know, uh, it, it, it's just... Uh, when you say our number one game this week features Tom Brady, you know, even if it's not a great game, it just sounds, you know, prestigious. It sounds like it. It's got real gravitas. So he, he's going to thrive, though, in between plays, breaking down the defense, I think. Not yeah, I think he'll be and, and anticipating. I mean, that's what Romo is famous for, other than having a couple of pops at halftime. Uh, <laughs> so we hear, we hear nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'll take the over on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I reported on this show about uh, Tony Romo speaking at the Encore Casino at the, uh, at the dinner in honor of Jim Nance. And he had to be carried off the stage. He couldn't talk. He was slurring. And I've talked to a couple of people who were there and nobody there was no other, no, no follow-up, no report, no, no repercussion, nothing. It was like, yeah, that's just the way Tony is. And we've heard him on the broadcast. It sounds sometimes like uh, there's a little something, something added to his coffee, oh, but yeah. he's, he's funny and he's goofy and he says some dumb things and some insightful things. And Brady will be like that. He'll anticipate Peyton Manning and Eli Manning are like that on their little thing they do on Monday nights 
where they anticipate here's what's going to happen. That's a gift. You know, that's something that the average idiot, you know, just uh, can't walk off the street and do. Brady will be good at that. He'll be good at telling you what's coming next. As long as he I doesn't think. do the uh, the Romo noises. I hate that more than but anything. I don't think he'll get noises. I think Brady is not that type. I don't think he'll get noises. I don't think he'll get goofy stuff. See, I don't think Romo minds that people think he's a goofball, that people sometimes mock his his style on uh, on Monday morning, uh, you know, after the after the game or Sunday night, and they say, "What did you hear? What he said?" Because he does say some dumb, off the wall stuff, but you know, it adds to his charm. The guy makes eighteen million. He makes more than most players. He makes more than a million dollars a game. So I think he's doing something right. Brady will top that. Hell, Troy Aikman, who is average. I mean, he's not bad. He's not great. He's just average. He's he's good. He knows the game. He doesn't. I mean, he doesn't embarrass himself. He's not funny. He's making something like 18 million a year to go to ESPN. I mean, I don't know why. I don't know the logic behind paying an announcer that kind of dough, but whatever. They got it. It works for them. There must be a reason. Brady's making more, if not much more than all the others. All he will be making more. Imagine that after playing whatever it's going to be 24 years and making, you know, 300 million, he's going to step into the booth and make 20 million. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, geez, what a life. What yeah, a life. They got, it'll uh, be. Greg Gumbel's making $4 million. Jim Nance is only making $5 million. No, that's not. Jim Nance wanted the same money as Romo when Romo got his deal. And I don't think he got quite 18, but Jim Nance, that's an old list you got there, Greg. It's, yeah. I, I think Jim Nance is making like 12, 13, which is nuts, but whatever. It's, it's America. I'm a capitalist. Good luck to him. Yeah. Brady, Brady, there'll be more pressure on Brady when he's in the booth next year, the 2023 season, than there is than there is this year on the field. I mean, I'm sure he's you know perfectly comfortable on the field, taking the field in the booth. He's going to be nervous, and again, like Romo, he can't you know calm his nerves with a, a little Irish coffee. So, good luck to Tom Brady on that endeavor. Um, I, I can't believe we're going to have to wait at least a year, <laughs> at least a year and a half. Now to hear him do it, uh, but I think I, if I had to guess, I'd say the plan is to play this year. Tell everybody in a small circle of friends, not necessarily make it a big public thing where there's you know ceremonies every week. His last home game, last road game, last this and that. Now, I don't think he's going to want to do that. I don't think anybody's going to want to do that except maybe the networks. And then at the end, he'll say. I'm done. It's been a nice run. Time to go do TV. And he can still do the guruing thing. You know what's not going to be good for Brady? You know what's going to really make the the, the the haters, the Brady detractors uh, smile? Is this freaking movie is actually happening, huh? This movie with uh, uh, Jane Fonda. Sally Field. Who, Sally Field. And who's the other one? Oh, I don't know. Three old ladies. Uh, who are obsessed with Brady, and he's in the movie with Jane Fonda and Sally Field, there is no chance, zero. And I've under, underestimated Brady before, and, and I, I respect him. I like him. There is zero chance that that's not an absolute disaster. That's zero chance that movie doesn't absolutely suck. Three old ladies who, I forget the plot, that they're, they're going to go, uh, whatever, see Brady. Uh, I think that's in a road the, trip to one of the Arizona Super Bowls or something. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Uh, the road trip with three old ladies. 
Who's the third old lady? You got it in front of you? Um, look at uh, it it's it's, it's 80, chief, for, is, 80 for Brady, it's called. 80 for Brady. <laughs> Even the title. Oh, my God. Is, uh, maybe that convinced him. Maybe he thought he could do uh, uh, movies. I thought he could go to Hollywood like Jim Brown and uh, make movies. And he said, boy, this is not as easy as I thought. <laughs> 80 for Brady sounds like just the worst. It sounds like something uh, that you couldn't flip by fast enough if you saw it on the dial. Mm -hmm. But what, he's in it, right? He's in yeah. the movie with Jane Fonda. And it says Tom Brady as self. <laughs> it's uh, Jane it? Fonda, Sally Field, Lily Tomlin, and Rita, really Tom Rita Moreno. Oh, my God. That's four old ladies. Four old ladies and Tom Brady. <laughs> Four washed-up old broads and Tom Brady. God, I don't know who convinced him to do that. Maybe the money was good. Maybe he had some laughs, had some fun. But that sounds awful. I will say this right now, and I'm pretty feel pretty good about him. But he'll be much better in the booth than he is in the movie. Uh, and and I just wonder is and we've wondered this for a few years now. Is it possible that he goes to 17 games and playoffs without getting hurt? Is he going to go through this final year at the age of 45 when nobody, even if you're Tom Brady, nobody heals quite like you did when you were 20, 25? As everybody knows, as they get older, you know, you go to bed healthy, you wake up injured. Stuff just hurts. Can Brady make it through 17 games and playoffs and maybe a super 20 games without getting hurt in his last year, if this is the last year, at the age of 45? Again, he defied all the odds for years. He'll probably do it again. But that would just be an amazing thing to make it through an entire NFL season and not get hurt at the age of 45. But we'll see. Good luck to Brady. That's the big news. Maybe we'll get some details. I mean, I don't know if the pay, the, 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 I think it usually does leak, the amount of money they're paying, because a lot of people – uh, are probably in the loop, you know, like Fox CEO Lachlan Murdoch and Brady's agents and Kevin Burkhart and others. So the the, the reporters, the sports media writers, are working hard to find out what kind of money he's making. That'll mean he'll do one game a week, right? One big Fox game, one big NFC game, right? Every week. Yeah. And I know they switch off now for whatever reason. They get some AFC games. That'd be wild. The first time he does a Patriots game, will he criticize the coach? Will he criticize Bill Belichick? I guess on that day alone, he's going to earn his money because everyone will be tuning in to hear what he has to say. Have those meetings, have those coaches meetings with Brady and Belichick. <laughs> oh, God. That'd be Brady, great. <laughs> uh, too bad they can't have a camera in there because Belichick will be, you know, you know what he'll be? He'll be a dick to Brady. Like he's a dick to everybody in the media. Right. That's just the way he is. He's not going to make exceptions. Uh, but that'll be fascinating stuff to uh, to watch. But all right, let's get to more news of the day. The Whites, the lovely Whites, uh, Vicky and Casey White were caught yesterday after, uh, what was it, 12 days? 12 days on the run. Where is my uh, Vicky and uh, Casey White? If you don't know who Casey White is, he's the six foot nine. 300 and something pound uh, murdering thug with uh, double D's. Uh, if you're watching along on locals, I want you to do this first, Craig. Yep. I want you, if you're watching along with us, I want you to take a look at the man for whom Vicki White gave it all up, literally gave up her life. 
gave up her life savings, gave up her pension, and gave up her life for this total scumbag. <laughs> this guy who is 6'9", he looks decent, you know, from the neck up. People have compared him to like a burnt-out Aaron Rodgers. But from the neck down, he has massive man boobs covered with Nazi and white supremacist prison tats. Just a, just a vile human being. Look at that. You get the Nazi tats on the back as well. Vicky White, uh, 56-year-old uh, prison guard. Not just a prison guard, by the way. Second in command at that prison. They have 48 employees. She was second in command, well-respected, and her retirement was going to be, was official like the day she made a run with this scumbag. She was going to retire, get her pension. She had a house worth $205,000, which in Alabama, rural Alabama, I'm pretty sure is like a, you know, a 10,000 square foot mansion, you yeah. know, with a pool and a, you know, uh, you know, uh, sauna and steam and movie theater and everything else. Two hundred five. She sold her house for ninety ninety five thousand dollars. She took a hundred thousand dollar loss because she wanted cash and wanted it quick. Took that money, set everything up, vehicles down the road. Uh, bought him clothes, which couldn't have been easy. Bought him, uh, you know, everything he needed, and they made a run for it. Um, and she gave it all up for the the possibility that I don't know that they were going to stay on the run, stay free. I mean, did, did anyone think, I mean, no prisoner gets away and, and, and gets away with it. I mean, escape prisoner. I mean, I understand why they do it, especially when they're doing life. But did she really think in her mind, we can do this. We can get away they were going to make it to Canada. Is that the theory? And then what just the six foot nine Nazi was going to live happily ever after in Canada. You can milk Maybe, this guy. Maybe he, <laughs> yeah, we got that. We do have that shortage of baby formula. Maybe he can make himself <laughs> useful. Uh, uh, but uh, as, 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 as you probably know by now, 7 PM last night in uh, Vanderburg County, Indiana, uh, Vicki White died. Uh, I'm sorry, in Evansville, Indiana, Evansville, Indiana, Vicki White died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound after crashing, trying to elude authorities. Casey White, of course, Casey White was driving. Vicki White was a passenger. Casey White was taken into custody while Vicki White was transported to the hospital where she died. So he just gave up. Said, yeah, you got me. Send me back to prison. I heard it's, uh, you know, it's, it's Tuesday. That means it's meatloaf, you know, right. maybe yeah. they'll have a movie. So he's like, yeah, whatever. That's my life. She's dead. And I don't know if she's got any relatives at all, but you can imagine this trap. Imagine and we always talk about things, things you do for love. You know how you don't think straight, you know, like Woody Allen, Woody Allen married his daughter. You know, people do crazy things. Bill Gates made what? 37 trips to pedophile Island with, right. with Epstein. Obviously now he says, Oh, it's the biggest mistake I've ever made. Now lecture. Now let me lecture you on, on your life. Uh, that, that slob, that slob with who has man boobs as big as this guy's. Bill Gates, yeah, and he, lec he lectures us on how to be healthy. He looks how like to he has, eat right. Yeah, he looks like he got implants. <laughs> he, he's a slob. We'll get to Bill Gates. I guess we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do some Bill Gates bashing today. But this woman gave up hundreds of thousands of dollars. Gave up her, in the end her life for what? The 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 fan of them, the the possibility that she and her lover 
This six foot nine inch goon who murdered a 58 year old woman, knifed, stabbed a 58 year old woman to death and was doing life. There was a very good possibility at some point he was going to dump her body by the side of the road. She had to know that and she did it anyway. It's, it's amazing as they, you know, uh, what, what you will do for the, this, this delusion that you were going to find love and happiness with this thug. I wish she didn't, you know, stick the gun in her mouth or whatever she did, because I'd love to hear her story. And of course there'd be a nice you know movie at some point on Hulu about these two, uh, these two whites, the whites not related, thankfully, you know, because Hey, wouldn't want them to have a screwed up kid. Uh, she's 56. Like I said, he's only 38. So I'm not sure they had a great future together, but how, how is it even possible to stay on the run, stay free, stay a fugitive when you break out of prison, everybody's out to get you. Everyone has a phone. Everyone's, I mean, someone gave him a tip that they were at a motel, I believe in Evans. Yeah. Uh, um, they were, they got a tip from somebody who will probably be looking for the, uh, reward receiving a tip of a vehicle believed to have been used by white, uh, was found abandoned. So someone called, said they saw the, I was going to say somebody saw a six foot nine inch guy with a, you know, with Nazi tats at a car wash. That's another thing. They have this picture, the surveillance photo of them at a car wash. Why do you go to a car wash if you're a fugitive? I have no idea. Is it really that important <laughs> that your car is clean? Maybe he was so delusional he thought he was just going to live a normal life. Yeah, and 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 I'm sure he was telling her all the right things, all the things she wanted to hear, but it is incredible. And as uh, I heard the warden saying today, he was, on, uh, he was on CNN actually, saying that everybody looked up to her. The reason she could walk out of prison and say he has a mental evaluation, mental health evaluation, which she, he didn't put her, he, she could put him in the squad car and take him to this mental health is because she was the boss. She was the one in charge. She she was, they weren't in any position to question her. They said, Oh, uh, everyone knew they had a thing because you know, she was always you know flirting with them, but they couldn't question her. She was the boss and going for a mental health evaluation. They dumped the cruiser, jumped in their truck and took off. Uh, and made it as far as Indiana. So I don't know what the ultimate plan was. Maybe we'll never know, but it is simply remarkable what, uh, what this woman did for love. I'd like to be her family, whether she has any or not. She was, she just threw away hundreds of thousands that you were probably counting on, you know, the, the inheritance and she threw it all away just for this little fling with a convicted murderer. But I always think of the movie fugitive, you know, with a, which is great, great, great movie. But uh, watching uh, when, uh, you know, Harrison Ford's on the run and Tom, uh, uh, what's his name? Why do I ask you questions? You don't know anything. Uh, I don't know his name. Tommy Lee Jones uh, is uh, tracking him and he's got 75 guys. And and it's just impossible. It's impossible to get away. Nobody gets away, you know, except for Andy Dufresne. It's the last guy to actually get away. You get away when you jump down a waterfall, though. Uh, yeah, but he, he didn't get away from you. Know, they eventually caught him, and he's the smartest guy out there, and it's only a movie. Mm. But, um, you know, I guess Andy Dufresne made it to Mexico in 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 Stephen King's imagination. But there's um, it's just no way. I mean, you just can't do it. You can't get away, you know. And he wasn't going to get away, but he probably had fun, had, probably had some you know, had to close his eyes and 
make make passionate love with Vicky, poor Vicky. Uh, but now he's back where he belongs. No, no harm, no foul. He was doing life anyway. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, nothing changes. Maybe some solitary, uh, but that's about it. <laughs> all right, let's get to our sponsors. Then we got to get to uh, the uh, the White House refusing to condemn the protest. This is a remarkable thing because, oh, I predicted it, but but uh, you could see it coming because these because these are Biden's shock troops. These are Biden's foot soldiers going to Supreme Courts, justices' homes and harassing them. These are Biden's foot soldiers that are vandalizing churches, burning the Eucharist, harassing people who are going to mass on Sunday. They're breaking the law for as, as always in our two tier justice system, no charges, no arrests. Last night it was Alito's house. The night before it was Kavanaugh and, and Amy Coney Barrett's houses. Um, nobody seems to mind. Just go ahead and do your thing. We have an unbelievable Joe Biden gaffe, which we should have played yesterday. It's a couple of days old. Uh, and we will uh, get to that. And uh, we have a sample, uh, a study on masks, which you're not going to hear about except here, except here and maybe one or two other places. Everyone else will continue to ignore it and people will continue to wear masks, even though it is irrefutable now, beyond any doubt that they are useless, that in fact they might make they might make you sick. They might make you more susceptible to COVID, but some people are still wearing masks. But this study is eye-opening, and uh, we'll give you the details on that and a lot more on today's Callahan Show, which was which is sponsored by who? What we got to do here? J.M. Bullion. And- oh, good. Uh, let's get to J.M. Bullion. This show is brought to you by J.M. Bullion, the nation's leading retailer in gold, silver, platinum, and palladium products. As we've covered a lot on this show, the Russian war has thrown record amounts of uncertainty in the markets and caused a huge disruption in global supply chains. The ruble is now worth more against the dollar than before the invasion, if you can believe that. And inflation in the West is skyrocketing every month. If any of these factors are leading you towards considering gold and silver, we recommend using JM Bullion. Quality products and customer service are the top priorities at JM Bullion. They work directly with mints and distributors and inspect all new inventory carefully, ensuring that the products their customers receive are of the highest quality. Phone, live chat, and email support are always available to answer any questions you may have so you can invest with confidence. Starting today, Tuesday, May 10th through Friday, May 13th, visit jmbullion.com and use code word Callahan at checkout to get $15 off any order of $300 or more limit one order per customer using the promo code Callahan at jmbullion.com. All right. Our newest sponsor athletic greens is a product I've added to my morning routine and I use it every day. Instead of taking daily supplements for my nutrition, I use AG one to get 75 high quality vitamins and minerals, whole source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start my day right. The founder of Alva Athletic Greens experienced a bunch of gut health issues and he ended up on a complicated supplement routine costing him over a hundred bucks a day. This led him to take his health into his own hands and create Athletic Greens for a more optimal nutrition routine. 
Ever since I started taking AG1, I've noticed improved energy throughout the day, better sleep, and improved recovery after my runs and workouts. All I do is put one scoop in a glass of water each morning. I used to I drink water all the time in the morning. Now I just add a scoop and I'm good to go. It has a mild and tropical taste, and it's much easier than choking down a bunch of vitamins in pill form. And it's way cheaper than the alternatives, costing less than three bucks a day. If you're going to invest in anything, it might as well be your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash jerry. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash g-e-r-r-y to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, let's get to uh, the the shock troops. The shock troops were at Alito's house. This is amazing to me. I mean, honestly, Alito's not there. Alito's not there. He left. He's at an undisclosed location. They block up the streets. They wake up the neighbors. And everybody who reports it said this is against federal law. It is 18 U.S. Code 1507. I mean, I can read you the law of, of, and it's against the law to do this. And yet nobody doesn't. And I, and I understand that it's just the way it works when, uh, you know, BLM and, uh, and um, uh, Antifa were tearing up the streets and burning buildings. You know, they didn't really face any consequences because we have a two tier justice system. The FBI is not going to do anything because they work for the Democrat Party. The Department of Justice doesn't do anything because they work for the Democrat Party and they're all there. They support this. But Glenn Youngkin is the governor of Virginia. They violated Virginia law as well as federal law. Here's the U.S. Code 1507 that they violated. Whoever with the intent of influencing any judge in the discharge of his duty pickets or parades in or near a building or residence occupied or used by such judge shall be fined under this title or imprisoned. That couldn't be clearer. No. It is a violation of federal law and nobody does a thing about it. I know this is getting tedious, but I must say it again. If they had red hats on and they were protesting outside Sonia Sotomayor's house or Elena Kagan's house, they would be arrested immediately. There wouldn't be any warnings. They would be arrested, handcuffed, leg irons, in the wagon, taken to prison, no charges filed. Well, they'd file charges, no bail set. And we would sit here six months later talking about when do you think the trial will be? They would not see the light of day for a year if they did this at Sonia's. And I'm dead serious. We have proof. We have proof. We have people who went in the Capitol, committed no violent act, punched nobody, hit nobody, broke nothing. And they're still in prison 16 months later, awaiting trial. We have two. These are enemies of of the Biden regime. And if you're an enemy of the Biden regime, the full force of the federal government comes down on you and, and you pay a hefty price. If you are one of the shock troops, one of the foot soldiers of the Biden regime, which is the what these people are who are going to. Uh, Alito's house and Kavanaugh's house, they, they got their blessing. They got their blessing from the White House, and they did as they were instructed. They went and harassed the enemy, the Biden regime, and there is no price to pay. Do we have the Jen Psaki being asked about this? This is remarkable because she could lie. 
and just say, oh, no, we're against that. No, we don't want anyone going to anyone's houses. That is total. That's what some liberals did. That's what some politicians and media people did. You shouldn't go to their houses. It's against the law. It's inappropriate. Not the White House. No, no, no. Jen Psaki could have lied and said, we're against this. We don't support this because she lies a lot. They're so in on this. They're so invested in this that she doesn't even bother lying. She says, hey, people protest where they protest. A lot of passion, you know, a lot of frustration. Let's listen to, um, and why is she even there? I thought she retired. I thought she moved on. I thought she quit. That's why isn't the, why isn't the uh, uh, black, queer, lesbian, immigrant, uh, radical nut job, John Pierre doing the job now? Why is it still Ginger Goebbels? I don't get it. I don't either. I, I thought she was like last week or something. Uh, maybe a few more days, but let's listen to her show her support for the thugs and criminals who are harassing Supreme Court justices in their homes. See if we can get you a comment on that specifically. Go ahead, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Uh, you were unequivocal in condemning violence, but um, as you know, there's also some allies who are protesting outside justices' homes, including Brett Kavanaugh, who, if there's any kind of compromise, conservative ruling that preserves some of Roe, he could be part of that with Roberts. So my question is, um, is it appropriate to protest outside people's homes, and is it productive or not productive? Uh, look, I would say in terms of the productive question, that's not for me to speak to. Obviously, these justices make this decisions as an independent body. Uh, how they are influenced or if they are influenced is not for me to make a determination of. Uh, we do believe in peaceful protests. We do not believe in uh, or support uh, any intimidation of any kind. Obviously, the violation or breaking of any law, as somebody raised before, um, or threats or intimidation of any individual. Uh, what we do support is people peacefully protesting and they do that in a range of places in a range of places they do that at their homes and again that is amazing you can't do it at the supreme court there's a big fence can't get near it so we'll just go to their homes wake up their uh, their kids their neighbors by the way the kavanaugh protest on sunday organized by one of kavanaugh's neighbors who was deified in the washington post i guess wow one of his neighbors, who's just this radical abortion, big abortion fan, said, let's all get together and march down the street of our own neighborhood to harass this guy. And I got to admit, I thought Kavanaugh would live in a better neighborhood. I mean, it's a very, and the houses are very close together. doesn't have a gate, doesn't have a fence. Alito is in a fine, fine crib, which I, I don't know why, why Kavanaugh maybe... Maybe he's got bills to pay, you know? He's still uh, new. He's still new. He's not accruing yeah, the wealth yet. I, I, right. I think it might be time for him to upgrade some a, a, a gated community because if these people, if Biden shock troops could could take, you know, really destroy the life of one of them, they would choose Kavanaugh because of all the lies they told about him. They convinced all the idiot supporters that Kavanaugh is a serial rapist, which was a total Total fiction, totally made up, tried to destroy the man's life uh, to stop him from getting confirmed. So they lied about him. They still lie about him. They say he's an accused rapist. Yeah, he's an accused rapist by someone who just totally made it up. Someone he'd never even met. Hell, three or four people he'd never even met. Oh, let's get to the, uh, this is, if you're on the side of Saki and Biden and, you know, the the uh, people who are, are, are losing their minds over the repeal of Roe v. Wade. I want you, I mean, you've seen some of the people, you saw that lady outside the church in New York with the bunch of 
She had a bunch of baby dolls on a string. And she was saying, these are babies we're killing. And she's waving it in the face of people who are going to church. That woman, she's one of your allies, but this woman is too. I'm, I'm convinced that if people paid attention, if they read up, if they understood the issue, if they understood that this isn't, isn't the end of abortion, you know, if they understood that the president supports abortion in the ninth month, they might open their eyes. They might think twice. But the thing they have going for them is really, really dumb people. They got dumb people, uh, you know, like the the girls on the View. Really dumb people who just say, uh, they say hey, "This is a war on women. This is a war on women, and the worst civil rights rollback in fifty years." And you know, next they're coming for interracial marriage, and they're coming for uh, uh, you know, same sex marriage. Just lies and just you know, nonsense. But. People like this woman who was protesting in uh, wherever that was in, Ch- in Chevy Chase, Maryland, I believe, last night. These are their core supporters. People who are so dumb, it's that, that they will just follow like sheep and never ask any questions. Let's listen to this genius. It's my body, it's my choice. My, as I said before, my mother didn't have a choice, so I'm here. But I had 57 years of misery. If she had a choice, she would have made different decisions, and I might not have been here, and nobody would have been wiser. Give her her choice, but rather than she having a choice, a choice was made for her because she didn't have it, and she brought children into the world that she didn't want. What do you want? What's the- <laughs> I honestly don't know. Does she? Is she serious? Is she serious that she wishes her mother had made the other choice and she wouldn't be here? Uh, I'm telling you, these on the street interviews with these morons, she, she literally just said, if my mother had a choice, I might not be here. And that's, in her mind, a good thing. Then like, she said she's been suffering for 57 years. That's like. So w- she wishes she were dead? Is that what she's saying? It's not that hard to pull off. She could still do it. I, guess. I know. I mean, she's <laughs> step in front of a truck. You're on the road already. Just. She wishes her mother had a choice so she wouldn't be here. What the <laughs> hell kind of person is that? That, that? that is just mind-boggling. Yeah, if my mother had a choice, she aborted me, and I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have had 57 years of misery. Jesus, imagine her husband. Oh, she has one. She probably, she probably doesn't because he's too... Uh, <laughs> I uh, I, I'm telling you, I tweeted about her, and I am dead serious when I say, is she serious? She wishes her mother aborted her. See, they're dealing. You're dealing with some sick people. Again, that woman in front of the church, we uh, the that went viral over the weekend, waving the baby dolls in front of the people's faces. She had a big fake pregnancy, like a stomach stuffed uh, under a shirt. She, she pretended to be pregnant and waved dead babies around. You want them on your side? You want, you know, if you're on the side of these nuts, do you want to, you really want support for people who wish they were aborted by their own mother? (laughs) You can have them. You can have them. That's, uh, I don't want to be on her team. I don't want to be on her team. All right. Before we get to this unbelievable COVID study, I think we got to do the Biden gaffe from the other day. This is a couple days old, but we told you many times that we are going to bring you all the gaffes and someday Ironhead's going to make a compilation, a montage. It might go for like, you know, a week. We'll take a week off on the 4th of July <laughs> and we'll just play every day for an hour. We'll just play Biden gaffes. And this one is the ultimate, the ultimate in what if Donald Trump had said it, obviously 
we play that game a lot because we have two standards, two standards for presidents, politicians, protesters in this country. We have a two tier justice system. But what if Donald Trump said, (laughs) Biden's so dumb. It's almost hard to believe he says things like this, but you just dismiss it and say he's not very smart and he has dementia. So he says things like this. But he longs for the days when he used to get to sit down and have lunch with actual segregationists, people who actually wanted to separate the races, people, actual racists who were in Congress in the old days. He misses the days when he could sit down and have a sandwich with them. If Trump said that, it would be the biggest story in the country for a week. It would be, they'd be people on MSNBC, ABC, CNN, New York Times have it above the fold for a week. They would literally be screaming on the view about how we can't have a racist like this in the White House. Well, this buffoon is in the White House, occasionally leaves to go to rest in Delaware while his, his wife goes to the front lines. But let's listen to uh, him talk about the good old days. Even back in the old days when we had real segregationists like Eastland and Thurman and all those guys. But at least we end up eating lunch together. (laughs) Obviously, he's facing the people behind him, so he's not looking at the teleprompter. But if you're Saki or Klain or whoever wrote that or wrote the speech that he went off script on was, did he just say... We used to at least have lunch with good old segregationists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, if Donald Trump, only if Donald Trump had said it, you would, it, w- it would be just nonstop hysteria. But hey, Biden's not very bright and he has dementia. So we just say, Phew. by the way, big news this morning. Um, big news. If you're, you know, trying, if you can't find baby formula, if you're trying to afford to f- afford to fill your tank, if you're looking at your 401k, which I do not recommend. I started to look at mine yesterday and I couldn't, I put it down. I said, I can't do it. I can't do it. It'll just ruin my day. The destruction, I believe the number I have here is 73 trillion in market cap and in market value since Biden took office. We've lost 73 trillion. We're heading for a recession all by design, by the way, all by design. This inflation is by design. The chaos at the Southern borders by design. But, hey, don't let it get you down. Today, let me get the report. The House could vote as soon as tonight on a $40 billion package of military and humanitarian aid for Ukraine. All right, there are, I don't know how many voters. Let's see, the presidential election was 150, 155 million voters. How many of them would support this? $40 billion in military and humanitarian aid for, for Ukraine while people are pouring over our Southern border, while people are struggling to afford groceries and gas. And, and we have, you know, all all kinds of problems. We're sending 40 billion to Ukraine to, to, to virtue signal say, aren't we, aren't we special? I mean, obviously (laughs) Biden, Biden, no one, probably no one in this country's made more money in Ukraine than the Biden crime family. (laughs) So he's always going to come out ahead, but this is obscene. This is absolutely obscene and it's wrong. Nobody voted for this. Nobody said, you know, just open up the, 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 our purse strings, give them whatever they want, give them whatever they want for this, 
this war, this this pointless war in Eastern Europe. Just madness. But hey, I guess uh, you know you get what you vote for. And eighty-one million people voted for this fool, and now we're all paying the price where we just run up a run up a ridiculous tab. And by the way, there'll be all kinds of pork in that. Obviously, Raytheon and Lockheed Martin are going to make a fortune, but there'll be all kinds of pork. I believe there's like eight, whatever, a billion for fighting disinformation, which is one big scam. This is, and again, <laughs> if Trump were doing it, we'd, we'd get a closer look, but they're all on the same team and they're happy to send 80, I mean, $40 billion to, to, to Ukraine. Wonderful, wonderful. All right, let me do Shay, and then we're going to get to this uh, eye-opening mask study, which is obviously uh, no surprise to me and to most of us, but uh, I got uh, some bad news for you. We've been lied to for two years. We've been <gasps> lied to. We've been lied to, Ironhead. You, you, hey, mask up, would you? Mask up. It's, it makes me feel better. I'm a, I'm a neurotic weirdo, so make, put a mask on, cover your face, block your breathing tubes, and make me feel better. But uh, I will get to that as soon as I tell you about Shea Concrete and what they can do for you this spring. They got a huge selection of precast concrete steps and they're ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, an old home, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. They have many options available, including concrete, or you can customize with beautiful stone or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better per curb appeal. They'll they'll remove the old ones, which are really heavy, and they'll bring in the new ones. You can sit and watch them if you want. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new front entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. It's your, the, the perfect spring project, your spring home improvement product project. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get the brand-new front entrance. Your house will look better and be worth more. Learn more at shakeconcrete.com and you can also look for a job there. Shake Concrete is hiring. They're always hiring because business is booming. This is a great company with great opportunities. They have between 15 and 20 open positions available. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. You know, I'd like to see Bill Gates pass a drug test while we're at it. Is there more, is there a more, I don't know, just detestable, loathsome character in the country than Bill Gates. Every time you see him interviewed on the, uh, on any, whatever, you know, channel he's on, whatever forum he's speaking at, whatever, you know, Davos or Sun Value Valley's up on stage. Remind yourself that he's a software engineer and a salesman. He is no more qualified to talk about viruses and vaccines than you are, Ironhead. I mean, he's he's got this authority. I don't know where it comes from. I guess it comes from having lots of money. But he sits and talks about how we're going to deal with the virus and the vaccines and the and if he if he never you know we have no track record. It's one thing. It's still inappropriate. But he's been wrong about everything for two years, and yet we still sit there and listen to him. The other day, he actually had the gall to say, "We now know." The virus is more, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's more dangerous for, for elderly people, you know, and the obese people. And I'm going, is this from 2020? He is now just figuring that out. After two years of selling panic and lying, he's catching on that it's, you know, we just protect the vulnerable, protect the elderly and never, ever shut down schools or small businesses again. 
by the way, this seems irrelevant now because we're pretty much through the, the, the pandemic, but everybody, including me, is anticipating the dreaded midterm variant. The dreaded Dropbox variant is coming oh, yeah. September, October, and they're going to say, ooh, we got to look at those measures again. You can hear all the usual scumbag suspects, including him, telling you it's time to mask up again. It's time to... Uh, take precautions, socially distance, be careful, you know, don't go to those big crowded places. Fauci even said it. Don't go to that White House correspondence dinner. Oh, you can go to the pre-dinner parties, which are just as crowded, and breathe all over everybody, but don't go to the dinner because we got to be careful here. Well, you see, God. Fauci was wearing a black turtleneck, so he was still oh, yeah. protective. I want to live long enough to just see him totally discredited. He is such a joke. Freaking... Holy Cross is naming a building after him. No. There's nobody, nobody in American history has done more damage. Nobody in the Department of Public Health has done more damage to the country. Hell, nobody, period. He's the reason we shut down schools, destroyed small businesses. He's the reason we have this mental health crisis and, and, and drug addiction, alcoholism, domestic abuse, and kids are you know two years behind in school, all because of this one little tyrant who's lied about everything. Who friggin' financed the uh, the pandemic? Financed the creation of the virus because he underwrote things at the Wuhan lab. Anyway, that guy is going to come back in the fall and tell us, "Up, oh, up, oh, we got to be careful. Dose to shut the playgrounds down." There's a couple of the. There's at least one Twitter account. I don't have it in front of me. I'll get it. That reminds you of what they did in the name of public health public safety. And every time they post, they have a picture. They had the yesterday or two days ago, they had them filling in the skateboard parks with sand, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. they, yeah. You know, for public health, they had them arresting the, uh, the uh, paddle boarder out in LA. He was paddle boarding by himself. A police boat came up and arrested him, took him away in handcuffs. They also arrested a guy on the beach alone, surf casting, but they also have pictures of him like in Massachusetts, because we have the, cowardly tyrant uh charlie baker who did what he was told by by the pazooties and and shut down everything i mean such a gutless it's an embarrassment he really is shut down everything shut down restaurants shut down gyms playgrounds took down rims at basketball courts we took down rims at basketball courts because of the virus that kills old people and 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 obese people we shut down playgrounds we stopped playing sports shut down gyms for a pandemic that affects the obese particularly and all these these petty tyrants including uh all the new england governors including the cowardly charlie baker just fell right in line a couple of people a couple governors desantis showed courage the rest of them are nothing but spineless pukes that just destroyed lives in the name of public health but uh Let's get to the, uh, I don't, you, you want to play the, uh, we don't have to play the Gates sound. It's what you'd expect. Um, let's get to this study because it's remarkable. Obviously, it didn't get a lot of coverage because obviously the media was part of, they colluded with these tyrants. The media is perhaps as culpable as anyone for making everybody uh, mask up and making everybody socially distanced and shutting down everything that we talked about and destroying so many family businesses, so many small businesses, restaurants just destroyed in the name of public health, completely unnecessarily. Check this out. This was just the other day. I'll just read you the, uh, the lead. Uh, hell, I'll read, you, I'll read you the headline. Study, masks might make COVID worse. All right. 
Now the story, a massive study covering 35 European countries, 602 million people concluded that wearing COVID masks did not reduce transmission or death and may have exacerbated the virus. In the peer-reviewed study published in the journal Curious, Dr. Benny Spy reviewed every European country with at least 1 million people between October 2020 and March 2021 when the entire continent was undergoing an outburst of COVID. Mask mandates and compliance across these countries varied significantly from 5% to, 25, to 95%. Some countries, and they got all the data here. I've tweeted this. And uh, some countries like Sweden uh, didn't have very, or Hungary, very little, I think, uh, mask compliance. Others were up to 95%. Uh, by comparing each respective country's infection and death statistics, along with these mask percentages, Spira drew two conclusions. No, while no cause-effect conclusion could be in, inferred from the observational analysis, the lack of negative correlations between mask usage and COVID ca- cases and deaths suggests the widespread use of masks at a time when an effective intervention was most me- most needed was not able to reduce COVID transmission. And <laughs> the uni- and second conclusion, the universal use of masks may have had harmful unintended consequences. It made it worse wearing masks. And today I'm telling you, you still could go out, you go to a dentist office, you go to or a vet or a doctor's office, or even, you know, some, you know, go to the mall and there'll be people with their masks on just oblivious, just not even concerned that it doesn't help. It doesn't matter. I told you, I went to watch the Boston marathon and saw two runners running with masks in the Boston marathon. It is perhaps the most long lasting negative effect is showing just what sheep, just how gullible, just how submissive so many people are. This story is out there. I mean, granted, the mainstream media will bury it, but I've tweeted it. Lots of people have tweeted it. I'm looking at all the people tweeting and commenting on it. It is definitive. 602 million people. It's proof what you're doing didn't work then. It's not working now. All you're doing is showing the world that you're a neurotic, virtue-signaling weirdo when you're wearing your mask, particularly when you're alone, outside, whatever. No one's requiring it. You're just voluntarily wearing it. And then you have people like the idiots on The View, those dummies saying, I'm still going to wear mine on airplanes. When airplanes are like the safest place there is, the air circulation makes it almost impossible to get COVID on an airplane. And these people say, I'm still going to wear my mask because it makes me feel better. Oh, you feel better. What is wrong with people? Just it's, it's insane. Insane. It doesn't help. Everything they've done, everything this idiot Bill Gates has said to do, everything has been a failure. These people are fools. The vaccine doesn't stop the spread. It doesn't stop you from getting it. Take shutting down playgrounds and restaurants and bars and schools and wearing masks, all utter complete failure. The same people in September and October, when the Dropbox variant flares, uh, you're going to hear from Bill Gates and and Fauci and Burks and Biden and Saki or whoever and John Pierre and Charlie Baker. They're all going to say, "Ooh, you know, they're going to come out and do press conferences, and say, "Ooh, it's back." Well, we got to be careful. Oh, it's back. We're all going to die. Just remember this. Remember in September, they're all liars. They're all fools. They know nothing. All right, we got to leave it there for today. 
congratulations to Tom Brady. Finally got a break. He got a good TV gig. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's finally getting paid. Yeah. Finally getting paid. Imagine how much money the Biden, the Brady's, the Bustons and the Brady's have now. They got to be over a billion dollars. But hey, good things, you know, finally happen to good people. Good, good for Tom Brady. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's leave it there for today. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thank you, Ironhead, for producing. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.